there's a duo, there's a duo that uh, reviews things in high school. Well, that was pretty good. (laughs) And this is the Rec to School, the podcast where we review things we liked in high school. And we're like, is this good? Is this still good? How about this? Is this still good? Uh, First host, one of the hosts is me, Liza, and uh, second host... Uh, host. Junior host is Andrew. Am I senior host? You're the se- well. Your first host, senior host, number one host. I guess. And but then, like, you're I, the one that pushes all the buttons. I'm the I'm the engineer. You're the <laughs> the you're the thing that actually gets the show people listening, and I'm the one who makes it so people can it. listen. <laughs> you're like. <laughs> Um, how's it going, Andrew? I, I would like to point out, and this is, I haven't looked at these metrics in a while, but there was a point where I, I believe we talked about on pod that some of these search, uh, <laughs> terms for our show was Liza's throwback show. So <laughs> uh, I, I think you're making that up. I was, I truly, why would I make up something so I think you're fishing for <laughs> why would I make up something so detrimental to my ego? As to say, people were searching for our show as Liza's throwback show. Like, but what would the show look like if it was just me? I don't know. I, I don't even know what that would look like. It's just me That's being what, like, so anyway, yeah. that one time I like this, and now I still like it. I would love, yeah, I should look at the <laughs> metrics, and it's all like, Liza's throwback show without Andrew. <laughs> and it's like, wi- like parentheses, wishful thinking. <laughs> Please let it happen. Um, How's it going, Andrew? Oh, it's going great. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> we uh, decided to watch a little, small little indie mm-hmm. show that nobody knows about. Yeah, nobody's heard of it. For this week. Uh-huh. Uh, it's on, available on HBO, and eight. there's eight seasons? Eight seasons. Did I see that right? You saw it right. I had no idea it was that many seasons. Mm-hmm. It's Full House. It's Full House. Your classic from yeah. the 90s. Not just are there, Fran. Yeah, not just are there eight seasons. In fact, there is a full-on uh, sequel series where there's like four seasons of that, too. The Fuller House? Fuller House, yeah. yeah. Four seasons of that? I think so. God, I watched the first episode not into it. I watched the first episode today. A Fuller House. A Fuller House. To kind of remind myself of why I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. And you still don't like it. Still didn't like it. Yeah, there's something about it. It's not working. Yeah, I do like the theme song. I think we've talked about it before. I like the Fuller House theme song. Carly Rae Jepsen, I think, does a good version of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But boy, did not land well, that first episode. No. Uh, So we watched the very first episode, pilot episode of uh, Full House. I think called, entitled Our First Episode, I think is the name of it. Is that what it says? I think it is. (laughs) And then the last episode of the eighth season, uh-huh. which is, of course, a part two, yeah. which is, we always get into yes. this boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it opens with Michelle having amnesia after falling off a horse. Yes. I was really glad that actually they did a recap. Yeah. Like the recap is baked into the episode. Mm-hmm. So Previously I, on Full House. Yeah, we yeah. didn't even need to watch the first part. I, I was did. Like, caught up. I did watch you the first did part. You did do yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. You're such a good homework student. I just was like, I because like, well, I also misremembered what the finale is Mm. like i think like this episode does exist it's just not the finale and that was i think there was a point and it's you know uh, ironic i guess is the wrong word but in like the premiere of fuller house danny's putting the house for sale and then ends up giving it to dj as she's raising her family but in like what i thought was the finale was danny was also thinking about selling the house again 
And then Michelle was like the person who was like trying to prevent him from selling the house because they have all these memories. And uh, so while I'm watching the finale and they're dealing with Michelle's amnesia, I'm like, when are they going to get to the sale of the house? Yeah. <laughs> just like, so when is that episode? I think it must be a different finale. Like, it must have happened, like, in a different season. Oh. But to me, that was the... F- I, re- for some reason, remember that being the finale. Oh, interesting. And so, I was so like, it might be, like, a season finale, not a series Yeah, finale. it might be, like, a season seven or six or oh, something weird. finale. But I was, like, watching, and I was just like, <laughs> man, they're going to have to wrap up this amnesia thing really quickly. And then, like, somebody's going to show up and be like, I would like to purchase the house. And then, you know, they have, like, a whole thing of Michelle being like, no, my memories are in this house. <laughs> <laughs> And so I was just like, gosh, they're like, they're going to get through this in like 20 minutes. Yeah. That's a lot. And then as it turns out, I just did not remember what the finale was. Oh, So uh, you watched this show when it was airing. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. This is 90. So this, uh, I believe the show premiered in 87. Right. Yeah. And then ran to like 1994 or five or something. Damn. Yeah. But you, did you watch it from the beginning, or did you have to? I don't think I. Young to... I don't think I would have watched it from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely one of those like shows, and I, I've talked about this many times because we've done multiple shows from like the TGIF lineup. Yeah. Of we would go over to my grandmother's house every Friday night, me and my cousins, and we would watch TGIF. Right. And so this show is one of those things that you know during those years and the prime years of that was probably like you know ninety. The at least the years we were going to my grandmother's house, like the prime years are probably like ninety two to ninety five. Yeah, perfect. So like the tail end of Full House. Yeah, where you were watching either what was current or reruns of older stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a sweet show. It's a sweet it's show. A good it's recipe. It is cornball. Oh, I mean, for it is, sure. It is like uh, of the like in the way that people imagine cornball sitcom television shows. This one hits every single one out of the park the laugh track is truly from a can yes it's so bad yeah and like so good mm-hmm. right yeah like it just hits you in the right spot if yeah. you grew up watching that sometimes i wonder like gosh does dang gen z ears uh-huh. that are not growing up with laugh track or as much yeah it it just must sound so strange yeah so all you hear it for the first time all you zoomers out there <laughs> load up your hbo max app it's so easy to use and is always really check responsive. Check out that vintage show. Yeah, check out the vintage show. Do yourself a favor, pause the episode in the middle and try and turn on subtitles or something and make the app crash and <laughs> take seven minutes to wonder what's going on, why is it reloading over and over again, and pull your hair out. This moment is brought to you by Hulu, the enemy of HBO. <laughs> yeah, the enemy of HBO Max. Um, um I, I agree. I thought we had already covered this show, to be honest. Oh, interesting. Because, because we've watched so much sitcom yeah. stuff. Yeah. And because it was part of the TGIF thing that when you suggested Full House, I was like... We've done that. Right, yeah. yeah. My first reaction was, we've done that. And yeah. I realized, no, we haven't. We just talked about Full House, but we've never done yeah. an episode. So I'm really glad we did it. I've, we're running the gamut of so much stuff. We're just like repeating. Like, <laughs> all right, I guess... Uh, Let's go back to basics. I guess we're going to rewatch Rush Hour also. <laughs> When I be oh, that yeah. <laughs> um the I I you know, I I was trying to think about when I've watched the show. Because yeah. I've definitely not watched the the beginning mm-hmm. or the pilot or not even the first few seasons. Because yeah. like most of my memories, Michelle is like or yeah, Michelle is talking. Is talking. Yeah. So it's definitely like season 
three and after. Right. She because she is a baby. She's a wee wee. A wee Bobby. Yeah. Uh, they are, I guess, because they and they and also they credit both the babies. Yeah. From the pilot. Mary that Kate and Ashley. Me yeah. Out. I was like, oh man, they were really planning on those babies getting famous. Yeah. Like those parents were like, you got to credit both of them. Uh huh. Because like you know how shows now. Like, if they have a baby on, like, in a movie, mm-hmm. and they're using multiple babies, which yeah. happens, I don't know that they credit all the babies. Right. Like, they might have the main baby and then, like, another one. Mm-hmm. But I've I've never paid attention to, like, how many credits there are for the babies versus this one. It's, like, big yellow bold letters. Yeah. Mary-Kate and, and Ashley. Ashley Olsen. <laughs> um. Yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about the pilot plot? Yeah, so we open and it's we immediately are thrown into the disarray of Danny Tanner's life, which is that his wife has recently passed away. Like, within like a month, maybe, his wife Pamela has died. The mother of these poor girls has died. I think they say three months or something. Okay. It's a very short period of time. So he's going like, you know, they, they don't really delve into, like, the trauma of this. It's mostly just, like, I miss your mom, too, yeah. sort of things. But his mom is there kind of helping him, and he's trying to usher her out so that he can also, like, she can go take care of his dad. And uh, Uncle Jesse and Joey are going to move in, Uncle Jesse being Pamela's brother and Joey being his best friend, mm-hmm. are going to move in to help him raise the kids. <clears throat> so we open with, you know, like... Uh, Jesse is getting Stephanie's old room. So Stephanie and DJ are going to have to share a room. So there's all the drama of, I don't want to share my room with my sister. Did you see how big those rooms are? Humongous. They are unreal. It's so funny it's because like, San Francisco. and I like, also <laughs> wonder if like that was sort of a joke in like the finale too, where Michelle has amnesia <laughs> and she like walks into the house and sees how many people are there. And she's like, I hope it looks, I hope it's bigger than it looks outside because the house is enormous. It's, the bedrooms are literally like small apartments. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't even like in the finale, we don't even see a, there's they have an entire studio in the basement where Jesse and Joey do their radio show. Right, right. Joey now has Stephanie's room, but the the attic is also an entire apartment for Jesse and the kids and Rebecca. Uh-huh. So this house that like they're just kind of like oh like a modest little thing is like this enormous It's a, it's a hotel. It's humongous. <laughs> the kitchen's big. Yeah. They have like they also a whole basement they also, and a garage. Yeah, and they also somehow have like a huge backyard too. Yeah. So like it's just like this real estate in the middle of San Francisco. And they do they <laughs> in fact like I oh it's in the Fuller House premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse kind of makes a, a snide remark about like do you know how much money you could make from this place like it's like <laughs> the uh, Danny's like I'm just gonna give the the house to DJ. He's like you know like how much this is worth. So I think there's a little bit of recognition of like this house is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But it's the eight. It's like made in sure. the eighties, so they can kind of get away with yeah. whatever. People are not that obsessed with. Maybe they are, but like, there's not like real estate apps for yeah. people to like look through. But so yeah, his his brother in law and his best friend are moving in to help him raise the girls. Stephanie is moving in with DJ. DJ's mad about having to share her room, and it's because all the change of she just lost her mom and now she's losing her room and. Grandma all this left. stuff grandma left so it's just it's too much change for her so she moves into the basement or into the garage and eventually the they come to an understanding that you know it's about family and 
we're going to go through it together yeah. type morale. Yeah. Moral of the story. It is emotional. Yeah. For a fucking sitcom it, pilot. And to open with the wife being dead yeah. was like really, I was like, wow, it they really got into in it gut. fast. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, my wife died three months ago and, you know, you're really helping me, mom. But, you know, like, and like the girls are, are clearly sad about their mom being dead. He's, you know, like, again, they don't really tr- quite go into like him dealing with grief mm-hmm. or anything. But it's not like he's, okay, time to get out there dating, you no, know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, and I think it's like four or five seasons into the show where he even like goes on a date with somebody. Right. He's made to be the this very like committed dad character. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he has the, I actually didn't realize that Uncle Joey is not an uncle. Yeah. He's I, not related I just, at all. I thought he was. And no. Then when the, and I had forgotten that, uh... Uh, John Stamos mm-hmm. is not his brother. It's his wife's yeah. brother, which yeah. is interesting. Um, but it makes more sense because, like, for the for the character that he portrays and mm-hmm. then the, some of the plot lines that they end up doing, like, it makes more sense that it would be a brother-in-law yeah. than, like, a brother. Yeah. John Stamos, by the way, hunk. Yeah. Huge hunk. Even with that, Very, like... Very, like, 80s hunk, which is kind of, like... I don't know. I find him... It's very interesting because, like, yes, he's, like, the 80s... The 80s chose this person yeah. perfectly this for, is like, our, what the 80s thought was hot. Yeah, this is the 80s. This is the avatar of the 80s. Yes. The 80s were, like, here's our perfect man. Yes. It's John Stamos. He's 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 a, a lusciously covered hair. His hair is humongous. White man that's, like, got... He's like sort of artistic, ethi- yeah. but like badass. Sort of also ethnically ambiguous a little yes. bit too. Of like, yeah, like he's he is like I think he's like Italian. He's Italian and Greek, yeah, and Jewish. So like, but yeah. he he's one of those people you I look at him look and you're up, like, I was also like, yeah. Curious. But you kind of look at him and you're just kind of like, what are you? Yeah, what is happening? You are <laughs> beautiful, but what is it? <laughs> um, I don't know if you picked up on that and maybe it's just me so who knows but like the 80s portraying the perfect man uh-huh. versus like maybe what the 90s thought of perfect man was and what were like maybe the the their aughts thought and yeah. now where we're at now i he's very effeminate yeah right like i don't know there's something about his looks that i i was i i just kind of forgot that like the 80s were much more like kind of open maybe not open-minded and because there's a lot even from the get-go in the pilot there's yeah. like very like tinge homophobic like oh, no homo vibe yeah. kind of yeah. shit um but like his, the looks of him and the way he like plays his character i was like this is interesting because like he's supposed he, to be this like manly honk he's supposed to be like very masculine but also like he moisturizes he yeah. uses like tons of hair product he's and not that that's like groomed. in in the way that like that is sort of a model of femininity in that time period. You're right. Like, it's... He's not... He wears the tightest fucking shirts. I saw his nipples. I don't got a problem with that. (laughs) But, like, you know how, like, later on, I feel like late 90s, early 2000, and even now sometimes... sometimes, Now it just, like, depends what you watch. But, like... Men show up with, like, messy hair. It doesn't matter. You know, like... 
And yeah, you're right. Like or it's like, like scruffy beards. Yeah. And, or like if it, if they're like muscly, it's like juiced up. Yeah. Like Hugh Jackman, like yes. unreal. Like, and that might be like post comic book movie mm-hmm. shit also. But like, yeah, it just like it was kind of delightful to watch yeah. this unravel on my TV. I was like, oh, the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a, he's a moderate hunk. Like yeah, he's really, yeah. he is really handsome, but you're right. He's not like bulging out of his t-shirts, even though he's wearing tight shirts. Yeah. It's not like, he's like, oh, look at my biceps or anything like that. He's just like a good looking guy. Yeah. Who like yeah. takes care of himself. Yeah. He's not like a weird king of the hill right. slob or, or, right. or king of queens yeah. shit. But like, also like when he moves into Stephanie's room, he, she has like little pink bunnies. Yeah. He's like pink bunnies uh, you know like i know and he's like don't hug me like there's that scene is weird yeah because you're like yeah i don't know it's just like okay well you're into all this stuff yeah but then you can't hug your brother-in-law because that's like too homo right what that's just so fucked up and weird um i did want to say i thought the the mvp of this episode is stephanie oh for sure she's so fun like she's she makes you want to watch the whole thing yeah yeah like she's like the precocious younger sister she's so good in this and like you know like the way she delivered jokes was good Mm -hmm. she's very talented yeah she like some of the jokes she was delivering better than some of the other people yeah including including maybe the like adult funny guy Dave Coulier who was supposed to be the funny uncle I thought she was funnier than him she was yeah like her delivery her little faces yeah you like believe her yeah it was was so fun to watch her when like because there's a scene where she's like so DJ has like uh, like separated the room in half Mm -hmm. and she's like how am I supposed to get out and she's like climb out the window and go down the tree she's like I'll figure out a way and she starts to like climb the blinds or like the curtain (laughs) And so the, the, you know, Danny and the, the two guys come in. They're like, what's going on here? Or like, Stephanie, what are you doing? She's like, just hanging around. I was like, that was, that's pretty clever. But also it's so like hilarious because within the concept of the, like within the show, she's like Lara Crofting herself yeah. through the like curtain rod. Like she's hauling herself across, mm-hmm. but like visually in the audience, as a viewer, you can tell, like you can see the strings almost, or yeah. you know, like you can tell that behind the curtains, there's either someone or like a mechanic yeah. arm that's carrying her little body. Right. She across. is like a, she is like a six year old girl like <laughs> yeah. doing a stunt. <laughs> so like it but was it's so hilarious, and you can hear the crowd because it's like live crowds. You yeah. can hear the crowd and yourself be like, "This is hilarious." Yeah. Like. You can see what they're doing, but it's just like for the concept, like you're sure you're like, yeah, yeah. let's go. Like it's goofy as hell mm-hmm. and like slap sticky almost. But yeah. You just don't see what they're doing that I didn't expect. I, I like forgot about mm-hmm. that stuff because um, I, I, you know, with kid acting, you're like, yeah, it's kind of like worry a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. is this going to be cringy? And like, are they going to deliver it right? And. And yeah, she she knocks it out of the park yeah. big time, and and it's kind of hilarious because they're surrounded with three full grown men who, at the time, two of them are like comedians or something, right? right? Bob John- Saget is a by the way the the casting of Bob Saget was wild because like at the time was like a raunchy comic, right? That's right, yeah. And Which can- I wonder who made that decision i mean like he it, like he he looks and embodies like you know the he plays dad. corny dad really well mm-hmm. it's not like a stretch for him you know you don't look at him and you're like 
really him. You know, like he looks the part, but like his, his he was primarily known as a raunchy comic mm-hmm. at the time. Have you ever seen th- uh, Three Men and a Baby? Yeah. Okay, because I realized like I w- and that came out before, right? I don't know that it did. Let me. I'll look at that while you make your point. <laughs> well, I, I, I feel like it did because it has like very similar kind of tropes of like the three guys have very different personalities, but then they all like find, uh, they all find a different reason why they start caring about yeah. caring for this child or these children in this show. I mean. Granted, like, they already know them, and, like, one of them is related to them, or two of them are related to them, but, mm-hmm. like, I I wonder if they got the idea for the show after the movie. So, just from looking on Wikipedia right now, the show premiered in September of, of 1987, and Three Men and a Baby came out in November of 1987. No way. Yeah. Holy shit. Full House was before? Yeah. They so, wrote the show before. I don't know, like, production-wise, what went into production first, but That's at least, like, they, it was just in the air. 87 was like, what if men took care of babies? What if men raised Can a baby? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, a bunch of studio execs, like, wake up from a cold sweat at the same night. Like, oh, oh, what if men took care of a baby? Oh, oh. <laughs> and three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, are you okay? I just had a great idea for a TV show and a movie. I'm going to be rich. And his wife is like, you mean dads? No, 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 Not just dads. No, no, no. (laughs) And of course they're not together. I mean, they're just three single, hunky, heteronormative men (laughs) raising a baby together. But like, they're kind of forced, but they kind of like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll hug. That's the furthest we'll go, though. (laughs) You know, these guys, the tough guys that can't be doing too much of girly stuff. (laughs) Why are they Italian now? They also wrote The Sopranos. Oh, oh, I see. Hey, Do they take your babies in hey, The Sopranos? Hey, Tony. I don't know. They is might. Is that who The Sopranos are? A yeah. bunch of babies? Baby Sopranos is coming to HBO Max Aww. soon. Little Saints in Newark was a lead-in for Sopranos babies. <laughs> is it like baby Rugrats? Yeah. Wait, well, Rugrats, Rugrats were the babies. babies. The, the, baby Muppets. Yeah. Muppet <laughs> babies. Yeah. God damn it. Why Rugrat, can't I get the Muppet title? Rugrat right? Babies would is just Rugrats because the spinoff is when they got older. Rugrat Adults. What was it called? <laughs> All Growed Up, I think. Was oh, the, shit. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, so the second episode that we watched, mm-hmm. or at least the, maybe the third episode for me, um, was the part two of the two-parter, which was, uh-huh. uh, as we got in the recap, Michelle is now an equestrian. She loves horses. She's and, like eight years old or something? Yeah. So... Uh, Danny gets kind of caught up in like a parental feud with this other snooty woman. And so he sort of encourages Michelle to get in this competition. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jesse and Joey have a like drive time radio show that is maybe being spun off into a television show. And DJ is dateless for the prom because her and Steve have recently broken up. Stephanie is trying to kiss this boy that is doing Romeo and Juliet with her, but he's afraid of kissing her. And And she gets in a fight with Michelle. She gets in a fight with Michelle because Michelle kind of embarrasses her in front of this boy. Mm -hmm. And then Michelle falls off her horse, bonks her head and has amnesia. I, the tone of the show of the scene when you, you're at the hospital and the, and the dads. Yeah. uh, For lack of a better word. Yeah. uh, Come to visit. Or pick up Michelle or visit her. And the doctor is there. And 
that's how they find out that she's lost her memory is uh-huh. they're like Michelle how are you and she's like who are you who am I yeah and then they turn to the doctor and the doctor is like it happens just like keep going yeah it'll be all right oh right I probably should have mentioned it before <laughs> uh yeah she might have some memory loss and it's so like done on like a serious sad vibe yeah like, there's like doo 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 like yeah. music but the doctor is like a fucking Muppet. Like, he's just, like, shrugging and, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, you know, just, like, keep feeding her and yeah. she'll be all right. Yeah. And, and, and oh, and like uh, weird... one more thing. She's probably going to have a really bad case of uh, brain cancer in yeah. three years. It's just, like, <laughs> the way he delivered the news was just, like, oh, pff, I forgot <laughs> to tell man. you. When she bonked her head, she might have gotten a concussion and she may have got some memory loss. <laughs> Anyways, uh, don't forget to feed her and... Uh, <laughs> They don't even use the word concussion. I was oh, just that's like, right, this yeah. is so like a weird sitcom way to be like something really bad happened, but also we're going to keep it elevated so it's right. not that bad. Mm-hmm. But you're like, but it is pretty bad, yeah. right? Like it looks bad. Yeah. And then they bring her home. And that day. They bring her home that day. Yeah. Like no observation. Just like, no problem. hey, she got a little boo-boo in her head. Yeah. Uh, she has some memory loss, but she's all yours. Yeah. And they don't even Good say luck. we're going to continue running tests. Right. Nothing. They're like, just take her home. Yeah. Just live life normal. Yeah. I, maybe put like an ice pack on it, but you also don't have to. <laughs> just kind of let her live her life normal. You know, her normal eight-year-old life. Not even like, you know, antibiotics or some sort of Nothing. medication. Just like, a, she's fine. You know, like. <laughs> Just put her back on the horse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's no reason why she shouldn't be able to ride later and win that jumping competition. <laughs> Let me know how she does. Yeah. So they yeah, they send her home and she doesn't recognize anybody. She doesn't recognize her room. Um she gets really upset because everybody's like forcing, you know, trying to force her memories back and she's feeling overwhelmed. Meanwhile, And she's like feeling guilty. Yeah. She's an interesting she's guilty because the expectations she feels like she's letting everybody down because she's her memories are not coming back as quickly as everybody wants yeah um so meanwhile jesse and joey are prepping for their television show by they're gonna wrestle like swedish twins or something oh yeah that was weird and I, it was well it was weird because i didn't have the context and i forgot that they had a show together and yeah I was just like what the hell are they doing yeah so they're gonna do some like weird stunt show where they were gonna like wrestle these two men and so they were kind of futzing around and like doing wrestling holds on each other. Meanwhile, uh, so Jesse now has children with Rebecca, mm-hmm. Alex and Nikki. And so they twins. twins. So they're acknowledging that these are twins and not just like two people playing the same person. Uh-huh. They play twin brothers. They kind of they were brought in because I think genuinely I think. Oh, Michelle's no longer like a young child anymore. Yeah. She's no longer cute. We need to bring in cute actors. Another toddler that can sort of say a couple words at a time. Yeah, so make some wisecracks. So they come in and they want to wrestle with dad, but, you know, he doesn't let him. They, oh, you're not fun anymore. And so, yeah. So DJ is dateless. She keeps, like, Kimmy keeps bringing her, like, weirdos that she doesn't <laughs> want to date because, ew, nerds, yuck. <laughs> when does Kimmy come in? I think Kimmy comes in pretty early. Okay. She, I think she's, she's not, not in, in the in the pilot. Yeah. I think so. it's like probably like episode three or four okay, or something. Great. So she's like, she, Kimmy for context is DJ's next door neighbor, best friend. Mm-hmm. She's like the Urkel. Yeah. She is an Urkel. So mm-hmm. like she is a, like a, she is like chaos for the Tanner family. Like mm-hmm. She comes in and everybody's like, ah, Kimmy. <laughs> 
And so she comes in. She's like, oh, I've got found these dates for you. And, oh, this person, you know, doesn't want to go on a date with you. Uh, and so eventually they get to the prom night. DJ decides she's going to go. And Kimmy brings in her ex-boyfriend, Steve, mm. to be her date. And Steve is a beloved character at this point. The f- family loves him. She loves him. So it doesn't matter that they broke up? I forget why they would have broken up. Like, I think he's a year older, so he's probably in college. And so I don't know if it was like a distance thing that Uh they would have broken up, but yeah. Yeah, I was unclear. I did not remember that character. So when he shows up at the door and, and DJ is like, Steve, and then they just like make out in front of everyone. And I was like, who is this boy? Right. Like, do we know him? We must know him, right? Yeah. But it, it was, I was like, why didn't he take her to the prom in the first place? And I, that's good to know. That yeah. They, like, break up at some point. Yeah. So then uh, the boy that Stephanie likes comes over and he informs her that he also likes her mm-hmm. and that he was just afraid because he didn't think he liked her, blah, blah, blah. So and they, they kiss. They kiss. Uh, Jesse and Joey decide that they're not going to go forward with their television show because they want to spend more time with their families. And then they kiss. And then they kiss. <laughs> A lot of kissing, a lot of kissing, and so then much kissing. and then uh, the twin actress of Mary Kate and Ashley, one of the two, shows up as Michelle's memories. I know. Did they do that before? No, that's the first time, right? Well, I mean, I think they've had like the two of them on screen before for like sight gags. Okay, but never like I don't think it was ever like Michelle, I'm your memories. Okay. Uh, so then, or your ghost or yeah. Something. <laughs> so then she just tells her like, "I was scared when we fell off the horse," and so like they re they kiss and they uh, <laughs> they reconnect the memories with Michelle, and so uh-huh. then she's just like, "Hey everybody, here's this thing I remember." They're like, "Michelle, your memories are back," uh. and so uh, the show ends, and I was waiting for the again waiting for the realtor to come in and be like, <laughs> "We're selling the house," and then Michelle to be like, "No, never." But instead, just ends with like, "We're always gonna be a family," and then like all hugging in the living room. Yeah. The thing I was not prepared for, because like I I have watched the show in syndication, not that long ago. Yeah. But I think for some reason the end credits never run on like whatever it was syndicated Platform for. Or whatever. Yeah. Because I've heard the the opening credits a million times, mm-hmm. but maybe just haven't heard the end credits. Oh okay. For some reason that oh and just the the instrumental of the theme song uh-huh. i started crying because oh. like that like really remind it like brought me back to like sitting in my grandma's oh. living room and like watching the show for like that just like i don't know what it was it was just like mm-hmm. i was not expecting to hear it and all of a sudden just that the instrument was like oh god oh my god oh <laughs> shit i that's funny. I didn't cry for that. I, I did tear up for some other scenes about uh-huh. like the mom dying. Yeah. And, like, the there's actually an interesting to watch the very first and the very last episodes back to back with having seen like some shows a long time ago. So yeah. really, I'm coming in with like nothing else. Yeah. Much else. Um, there's a really cute parallel between the two episodes because in the f- first the pilot, uh, when Danny, the dad, talks to um, DJ about her, like her struggles and yeah. what's going on in the family. It's just the t- the three of them. It's Danny, yeah. DJ, and Stephanie. And Stephanie is just sort of to the side, and she watches them have mm-hmm. this really sweet, deep conversation about like him asking her what's going on, and like he comes at it in an interesting way because he asks her how their mom would have dealt with yeah. her 
with her like behavior or whatever and she has like a very sweet answer that like mom would have caught me before and yeah because she already knew she would like know my state of mind before i knew my state of mind kind yeah of. i'm not quoting her here but yeah and and so they have this whole sweet moment about like what's going on and i like that got me mm-hmm. big time but at some point in that conversation he says like He's like, you know, DJ, you and I go back a long time, mm-hmm. a whole 10 years. Yeah. Which is an int- like, I don't know. When I was watching, I was like, that's an interesting thing for your dad to say. Yeah. Like, it's, it's almost like sweet and silly. Like, of course we go back. You like made me. Yeah. Like, yes, you've, you've known me my whole life. Like, that's not, but it's like a, it was like a funny, sweet thing to say. And then in the last episode, they're also in the kitchen and it's um, Uncle Jesse and mm-hmm. Michelle this time. Yeah. Because Michelle is struggling and that she's the one that's having the main biggest struggle in this episode. And Uncle Jesse, multiple times in the episode, is trying to like revive their little bond. Mm-hmm. And and then they get to the kitchen and it's a sweet moment again and of them trying to be like real with each other and he says the same thing he's like well you know michelle you and i go back a long time yeah uh i you know i've i remember meeting you when you were first out of like the hospital and blah 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 which is interesting because like my first thought was like well wasn't he there for all the nieces Mm -hmm. or maybe he happened to be there for specifically michelle but also he moved in when she was a baby yeah so like their bond being so strong makes sense since like he's literally been another parent to her her whole life yeah and and then they they use and i don't know if they meant to do that on purpose but because i watched it back to back i was like i like teared up at that because there was like that parallel between the two and i was just like oh Oh, they have known each other their whole lives. Yeah. <laughs> and for for a eighties, nineties sitcom, I was not expecting to tear up, but yeah. I guess I am sensitive. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I the, we're both sensitive people. We talked yeah. about it before we recorded that we're both people who cry a lot. Yeah, that's true. Um but yeah, I I was like similarly, I mean like the the part where like She's like, am I never going to remember my mom? Like, what did she look like? And then, you know, Jesse's like, your mom was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I was just like, God, this is so sweet. I yeah. just love this so much. So, like, yeah, I don't know. So, let's, rating it. Yes. Out of five, two big bedrooms for that house, <laughs> what would you give a full house watching it this time around? Um, I, out of five two big bedrooms is it two two o o or two w uh two o t o o yeah right um out of five two big of bedrooms for that house uh i would give it um, like a three and a half yeah i think that's fair because I didn't feel like the nostalgia because I didn't grow up watching this show, yeah. but I there was definitely like glimpse of it that like were nostalgic, um, and it like Stephanie made me want to watch the whole thing, thing yeah, um, and just like binge it, uh, but because the pilot and I didn't catch as many like cringy, yeah. Like, lang- either language or just, like, weird homophobia shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, in the last episode, 
Um, so I don't know, like, if it progresses or or if it's just, like, it happens. It's sure. It's not fitting in this particular episode. So, but there's quite a bit in the, the pilot that yeah. I was just like, eesh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so those pieces definitely, I was like, mm, I got to be prepared to, like, watch that. Right. And take it with a grain of salt. Um, but it definitely, like, made me want to watch the whole thing. So, yeah, three and a half out of five. How about you? I think exactly the same. I okay. think three and a half out of five. And, like, I was thinking, like, God, am I going to rewatch this whole thing? Like, I and I may. Yeah. Um, You know, like, it, and t- to your point, it is an extremely heteronormative show. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure a gay character appears, appears on yeah. camera let alone like has like an arc or like is, you know, somebody's friend. As far as I remember, not even like one shows up of like, you know, Jesse has to like let down a coworker easy who's attracted to him or, you know, uh, whatever. Like, I don't think just from memory and I could be wrong, but just, I don't even remember a character even like broaching the idea of like, homosexuality being a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even a conversation somebody has. So mm-hmm. for all we know, it, they never even touch it. So yeah, yeah. And I, I have, I do not have any recollection of any characters of color, like at least recurring. I don't know if there's like some random, right, background characters or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I know have no idea, but I am curious. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if it, if I like, I might, but just a thing. Right. I don't know. It I was think, really fun. Yeah, I think that. Uh, Michelle is friends with the smart guy, Taj Maori, mm. and like he's like a li- very light skinned black actor. Okay, and I think like it's the same thing. Like they maybe have like a friend who is like of oh, doesn't Journey? What's her face? She's like DJ's best friend. Uh, the actress's name is Journey something Smollett. Yeah, Isn't is she, she in that? I, I think don't I was know. looking at the credits and she was like popping up. Oh. That's cool. I'm going to see if I can catch it. Um, yeah, but in terms of, like, main characters, like, everybody's white, 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 white. Heteronormative, white, 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 white. Even so. John Stamos. Even John Stamos. White guy. <laughs> Very tan, but a white guy. Yes. So, yeah, I think for the most part, if a, if a character or an actor of color shows up, they are just, like, a friend for a couple episodes or maybe a season, but not, like, a significant character. Yeah, so Journey... Smollett was in 14 episodes. She played Denise. Wow. But I, I guess I assumed she was DJ's friend, but I don't remember. She, I mean, yeah, she yeah. may, and she may just like, kind of pop in and out. Yeah, it seems like yeah. she's not Kimmy. Kimmy is like no. the main friend for DJ. But, for sure. Um, anyways, Liza, are you ready for the surprise prize? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. I think so. Fernando, also a big fan of Full House. Oh, I should have played the Beach Boys because the, the Beach Boys are like a frequent uh, guest stars on Full House. They are. Yeah. Like the band. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, they like come in as like Jesse's friends or something. <laughs> but they play. That's hilarious. But they do play the Beach Boys. It's just like, oh Jesse, hey, remember when we used to play in the oh, clubs that's together? Because so Jesse's like Jesse's a, supposed to be a musician in this. Yeah. 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 Anyways, Fernando. Anyway, Fernando, this week's uh, surprise prize is random and, oh. and not fully thought through. Random. <laughs> but do you ever come across 
I'm sure it has happened, but uh-huh. like, can you think of like actors or actresses, like just people that act, um, that you still have a hard time telling which one is which because they look so much alike? Hmm. Because I have a lot of those. Uh, yeah, I mean, like but- the the. I think because it's like a point of pride that I get to like make a big deal about it to my wife that she gets them wrong so often mm-hmm. I try it even if like so, like I feel like I've gotten a few of them wrong recently mm-hmm. but for the most part like I don't there's not a ton of space in my brain for other stuff mm-hmm. so like stupid song lyrics and like who's Bill Paxton who's Bill Pullman like that sort of thing like <laughs> I I am able to differentiate that sort of stuff uh-huh. but I can't think of anything specific that comes to mind. What, who are, what are some of the ones for you? So I'm going to ask you to either, I haven't pulled up here. Okay. But I think I found the record of how many guys can look exactly the same. Okay. I have four dudes that I think look exactly the same. Okay. And, uh, I think they actually, all of them are having, inspired their look after uh me oh my god <laughs> Sorry. wow is that the big surprise that it's they're it's all inspired all by me they're inspired by me oh my god all of them have like followed the the face footpath of the face footpath of michael j fox okay. from like like 80s michael j fox like okay back to the future michael yeah, yeah, j yeah. fox okay number one is this guy. I'm going to just this show you. This guy. If uh, the listener wants to Google David uh, Charvet. He's David a Charvet. Canadian singer. Wow. That was very popular in France okay. uh, when I was in That's why I do. I was like, he looks like he could be any number of like party of five actors. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like exactly. that sort of time period. So but I was like, wait for okay. it. <laughs> I think this guy looks exactly like Brandon from 90210. Okay, I kind of see it. Uh, What is that guy's name? Shoot. Oh, boy. Uh, We'll have to pull it up because I don't Not Luke Perry. Not Luke Perry. uh, Shannon Doherty's brother in the show. Beverly Hills 90210 is... Oh, Jason Priestley. Here we go. And I also think they both look exactly like this guy. That's Chris O'Donnell. Yes. Robin from, from yeah. Batman and Robin. Yeah. So far. And also like NCIS or. or yeah. He one did of one of those. those yeah. yeah. He's so far a uh, king hunk of that trio. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And all three of them also look exactly like Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Chris O'Donnell. You have been usurped. <laughs> we, and then I want to show you a picture of Michael J. Fox. We stand Sebastian. Look at this. Yeah, they all do kind of. Are they kinda, all copycats? They all do kind of resemble each other. So the funny part is that I was telling uh, Brian this week that we're rewatching all of the Marvel movies. Yeah. So that's why Sebastian Stan is like at the forefront of my mind yeah. right now. Um, he's very cute. He's very there. cute. Yeah. Um, we stand Sebastian. Yeah, especially in his like broody self oh, in Marvel. Yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah, I see it. I get it. Um, I want to fix you, Sebastian. <laughs> I want to like drive you to your therapist. Oh my god! I want to turn you. I want to like 
pick well, you up and get you a cookie. After. I want to turn you into the spring soldier instead of the winter soldier. <laughs> Is that when he like gets better? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Um, he blossoms. Yeah. I want to take you to the end of the line. <laughs> and, um, and anyway, we were talking about Sebastian Stan and I was uh-huh. like, you know, he looks exactly like uh this canadian singer who nobody knows about but yeah. me and then when i would looked him up i was like oh you know who he looks like uh-huh. and it just took me down the rabbit wow. hole and i ended up confusing jason brandon yeah, yeah brandon from 90210 and robin Chris, from they those two <laughs> yeah those two are very similar anyway both handsome boys. It's a very visual uh, throwback. To, uh, yeah. Surprise, pull, surprise. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the listeners can pull up the exact photos of Jason Priestley, uh-huh. the whatever David Shalala. Uh, <laughs> we'll put them on our Instagram. Yeah. So Chris O'Donnell and Sebastian Stan and Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. And you can see exactly who we're talking about. Uh, hopefully, uh, Sebastian Stan, if you're listening, you can also subscribe to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash good talk studio. Send us that winter soldier money. Yeah. Yeah. You have that Marvel money. You can, you can afford it. Yeah. You can afford to subscribe to our Patreon, Sebastian Stan. You've been in so many Marvel movies at this point (laughs) and a TV show. Um, and our aforementioned Instagram page. Yes. Which is. Throwback to school. Yeah, Instagram.com slash school. And you can see photos of Sebastian Stan on. That's right. <laughs> just, yeah. We're going to put out just random ass it's photos of from him. From here on out. It's... Actually, maybe you, you will think that it's all Sebastian Stan, but it's actually not all him. Whoa. <gasps> can you decipher which one is Sebastian Stan? <laughs> Little Easter eggs. Yeah, go to our Instagram page and find out. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, babies. Bye bye.